1: got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media, March 5th, on the Best Show Ever podcast.
0: Hey listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective.
1: right hello happy i think december 23rd happy thursday just me and megan right now we're gonna be joined by our buddy rj but uh this is the helping friendly podcast on tour how are you doing meg
2: i'm okay this is a weird day
1: a little bit of a weird day it kind of feels Mm -hmm. like um it's like impending doom that's uh heading heading down upon us huh
2: yeah, it's really, um, it's kind of sad, upsetting, anxious, all those feelings.
1: What are you sad about? Let's let's start there. Let's start with the first one. Then we can go to upsetting and then we can go to anxious.
2: Well, I'm going to be really sad if I can't see fish. You know, I didn't see any shows this fall because they were mostly West Coast and I'm East Coast and I was just really waiting to go big for MSG. So I'm sad about that that's what i'm sad about if that happens
1: what are you upset about
2: i'll be upset if they cancel because i feel like we could have done a better job of making this work yeah you know you and i I were talking about it offline a little bit but you know i think we all could have done a little bit better maybe
1: yeah it seems as though um it seems as though like the precedents that have been set thus far from a concert experience have been a lot of like it's been a lot of smoke in terms of these are the requirements these are how we have concerts safely and no real enforcement uh nothing really to like back up that this is how we actually need to operate in a concert uh environment um ryan storm who I know is going to be seeing his first shows at MSG has just commented, my wish was for them to happen. (laughs) Same Ryan. uh
2: same,
1: same, Ryan. We we didn't get a chance to change the title of this episode before it went live, but this was supposed to be our MSG 2021 to 2022 wishes, which we can still talk about what we would theoretically wish would have happened. And maybe this is just pushed out to April 2020. But um, yes, I, I feel you there, Ryan. I understand completely.
2: we am um, so with you, Ryan. I spent all day today making my notes of all of the things that I hope would happen and this MSG run. So this is a little heartbreaking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're going to go through it. We're going to go through Just it. And we least. should be, we should clarify um uh <laughs> Thank you, Tim. We did not say that on Santa's lap. Um <laughs> so that is that is the problem here. Um we should be clear. We are monitoring Twitter. Apparently, uh, uh Darren was supposed <laughs> to release some information um about uh, potential rescheduling of um fish uh new year's eve twelve twenty nine to 1 1 2022 we have not yet seen that news come down the pike i'm guessing someone out there who is watching who is hanging with us will let us know the second that it appears we will be monitoring twitter uh we may read some bad tweets that came out today it's been a uh, <laughs> amazing day on the internet um Before we do all that, though, this is kind of just going to be a grab bag episode. We're just going to kind of chat about it. RJ is going to join us. Um, We are all drinking some sort of a special beverage, which we will explain in detail. But before we do all of that riveting, riveting show here today, um, we want to tell you all about our presenting sponsors for the last time of this series. This will be our series finale. It's been a lot of fun. Um, shift genuine cannabis is our first presenting sponsor. HF pod on tour is back. I think it's been back. It's been a lot of fun to be back. Uh, you know, what grows great with tour. And I hope that those of you out there who are hanging out, you, you need some additional medicinal assistance, uh, right now. Cannabis is there for you uh hf pot on tour is proudly presented by shift genuine cannabis which is based and sold in this beautiful lovely gorgeous state of colorado back in july which somehow now seems like the better times uh (laughs) we here at osiris media had a chance to visit the shift ranch outside of telluride colorado tour their overall grow it was an amazing experience in so many ways our biggest takeaway was the care and attention to detail that Shift puts into growing their flower. The facility was beautifully high-tech with all of these details in place. We even got to meet their on-site scientists, hear all about how tissue culture and advanced propagation techniques play a huge role in plant health and quality. we saw firsthand the billions of data points on growing and environmental conditions they collect and analyze to make sure that the bud that you get is consistent, pure, and of the highest quality. Shift sells flour, pre-rolls, cartridges, and concentrates. Please visit shiftcannabis.com to learn more. Who else we got, Meg?
2: We also want to take a second to shout out our second sponsor, Section 119. Brian, right now, is wearing their donut hoodie. It
1: it's looks so, so good on you, Brian. Oh, thank it you. It looks so
2: good. It really I mean, really I miss the robe. Cheekbones. I, it does. I miss the robe. I'm not going to lie. The robe was too. really special, but the hoodie looks amazing too. And Thank I know you. RJ has one. They're, they're really nice. And they were started, Section 119, by a couple of huge fans who wanted more than just a t-shirt to show their appreciation for their favorite bands. They have a huge line of unique apparel for Fish and Grateful Dead fans. And right now, they are running their biggest promo ever. You can score up to 30% off for the holidays. So visit section119.com to check them out. You can find cool gifts for your wife, your husband, your brother, your dad, whatever. You can treat yourself. It doesn't matter if they're late. You can call them a New Year's gift, you can get birthday gifts, anything you want. It's at section119.com. And on your way out, please let them know that your friends at HF Pod sent you. You can take the post-purchase survey on your order confirmation page.
1: Could you even order one for like a potential future fish run at Madison square garden, potentially in the spring of 2022?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. You're going to need a lot of gear, especially if we have a long time to prepare, you're going to want to make sure your outfits are really good. I know I've spent a lot of time thinking about my outfits, so I'm a little devastated about that too, but we can talk about that later if we want.
1: Well, let's get into it. So we, 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 we talked about why you're sad. We talked about why you're (laughs) upset. We have not yet talked about why you're anxious. Where is the anxiety coming from with the potential definite cancellation of fish MSG, which we are expecting news on at any point here?
2: Anytime you're kind of waiting for news and you don't know what's going to happen, it's stressful. You know, I have a lot of plans built up into these four days. I have friends coming. As I mentioned, I have outfits. I've spent months looking for these outfits. I know maybe some some people don't do this for fish shows that that's clear but um but I do and um I'm kind of bummed. I don't know where I'm going to wear these outfits now cuz I'm not going to wait till April.
1: They are the type of outfits I'm guessing that like don't really go in high society like they they need to be a part of of fish right like this these are fish related clothes these are clothes you can dance in these are clothes that you can you can like go crazy to a 27-minute version of tweezer right
2: exactly i mean sometimes there's a little crossover like pieces that work you know both in your regular life and in your fish life but i would say you know they're really fish specific i have definitely like a summer tour uniform that i kind of like wear different variations on and, you know, indoor shows are fun. You can really like go for it. So this is, it's pretty devastating if this happens.
1: Well, I'm still holding someone, out that little
2: bit of hope. Can you tell?
1: I, I know that little bit of hope. I've been there. <laughs> speaking of someone who has a summer tour uh specific fashion i've only seen <laughs> rj wear one pair of shorts at a fish show um rj is backstage right now but we're just going to talk about him before we bring him on um every right. summer fish show i've ever seen with rj he's worn the exact same pair of shorts and they are uh they're jorts and they look wow. very danceable they look like they're very comfortable and we're going to bring him on so that he can defend his summer tour fashion rjb how are you
0: oh my gosh Look at you guys <laughs> hi hey. RJ wow sorry I was I ran down here to the headquarters from my uh from the press room you know just <laughs> trying I mean. to trying to collect all the info that I can um, how you guys doing we're doing yeah we're hanging we're in well. there um I think we're we're yeah I understand the fashion situation um, is important so I, I did not want to interrupt that. Um but yeah, I mean Brian, I think I've re- I think this summer I started I started I started retiring the jorts, but um but I've had them for a long time. <laughs>
1: for a long um, time. Lots of shows in them.
0: Thanks for inviting me and, and welcome to our um HF Hot holiday party. Everyone <laughs> cheers guys. What's everybody cheers. drinking? What are you what are you drinking, Megan?
2: I'm drinking a Berkshire Brewing Company. I'm in the Berkshires in Massachusetts. This is a Czech style pilsner. It's nice.
0: Amazing, amazing, amazing. Brian, what do you get? What do you have?
1: Um, I have a uh, Topo Chico, a mineral water which is carbonated um, and is delicious and is seven point five percent. No, uh, it's just mineral (laughs) water. It's it's amazing, but it comes in this bottle, so it 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 makes me feel good.
0: That's awesome. I have a I have a IPA called Lift Pass from uh, New Trail Brewing, which is which is here in Pennsylvania. One of the discoveries of local brewers that I made um, recently, and my my friends got me this koozie made for me in Aspen, Colorado. Oh, I don't know how much that. it costs, That's probably way too awesome. much, but It's really awesome. It's really great. It's, it's like leather. So it's cool. it's got good good insulation. I'm very very thankful to Nate and Jill, um, guys. So what's going on? Anything happening today?
1: I don't know. I think um, slow news day. Uh, you know, we were just trying to figure out what the angles are. Um, some really good tweets from our good buddy, uh, Drew Hits, who is just, <laughs> as usual, owning Twitter today and owning all speculation. I just got a great message from a, a good buddy, Josh Carver, that said, imagine after all of this, they just announced the webcast. Yeah. I would that be would be relieved, so you know?
2: awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean – so our our friend Jeff Kravitz um really really blew the lid off this thing a couple hours ago. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. And
0: you know, if we can if we can speculate based on Jeff Kravitz's uh, you know, note, like it seems like it's it seems like it's happening and I mean I mean the shows are not happening. Um Megan, I know you I heard you you were you're sad. I think I'm, let's just assume that that's happening. That Jeff's tweet was correct. I'm, I'm sad too, but like, I'm also kind of relieved. Like I feel, I feel some sense of relief. Cause I think I was, uh, I was nervous, you know, and like yeah. undecided about like whether to go into this or, or not, you know, we had a, we had a daytime, um, show planned with one of our partners where we're going to have some musicians like we 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 did in Ardmore a couple weeks ago which we hadn't announced yet and like that was not going to be any audience but like you know a crew and musicians and even that tiny minor thing I was just sort of like I don't know if this makes sense you know this is a whole different level but um, do you feel any sense of relief or would you if they if they postpone the shows in terms of the virus and and how you're feeling
2: yeah I mean it's you know I you know I was in New York until a few days ago I just came up here for the holidays and it was definitely getting stressful in New York things were definitely yeah. starting to feel like a lot of people were were testing positive and the lines to get tests were just like around the block and it was definitely starting to build up and feel stressful there um, so I can definitely understand why people would think this was the right move um, I just you know I feel like maybe we could have done a better job you know, enforcing masks within ourselves and, you know, being responsible. Um, I think it, during the the fall, it started to feel like it was okay for a little while. So I think with the vaccines, everybody, you know, was starting to feel more comfortable and not wearing masks. And um, yeah, it's just kind of a bummer that we're at this point. I feel like we could have done things differently maybe. I don't know. And maybe that's just naive. And maybe that's just me really wanting to see fish. But um, yeah, I'm disappointed for sure. But I, I guess, I mean, yeah, was I a little nervous about it? But I just felt like it's okay. I'm vaxxed. I'm boosted. I'm going to wear a mask the whole time. I'm going to wear a KN95. Going to be okay. But I totally understand the sense of relief.
0: Brian in, from Colorado, you were you were going to come to these shows, and then you were not going to come to the shows. But if you had still been planning on traveling, how would you feel at the moment?
1: Yeah, it's interesting because I, I. I don't have a, like, I I was not going to these shows uh, based on non-COVID-related reasons. I I don't know if I feel relieved because this really worries me for concerts and large events going into 2022. And I really fear Mm -hmm. the ripple effects from Fish doing this. Um, Like every closet uh, epidemiologist who has emerged over the last uh, 24 months. I spent a lot of time examining cases rising and hospitalizations in South Africa, the UK, and what we're currently seeing in New York. Um, I think my personal view was the shows should still happen because it, it appears that the severity of this will not, at least right now, will not overwhelm the hospital system. And we're still going on with sporting events. Restaurants are still open. Travel is at a two-year high. I don't personally see the the impact of fish and and of concerts on 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 this surge that just seems kind of inevitable at this point in time. Yeah. But that said, there's probably a good reason why I don't make these decisions, and I am not <laughs> in the room making these calls. Um, Brian, I think my I'm sorry to is- interrupt. Sorry to yeah.
0: interrupt, but we have breaking news. I, I thought that you oh, would be Wolf, Wolf Blitzer today, but it was really Ryan Storm, our friend who just posted on YouTube that it's rescheduled officially. So we can continue with this conversation without the hypotheticals. But I but I have a, I have a response to what you said, but I want you to finish.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I just, like at the end of the day, I, I really worry about, we're going to see these surges again. Um, it's going to happen. Uh, we're going to continue to see we don't know if there's going to be more, you know, vaccine evading uh, uh, mutations and variants that come along, but we're going to see this come again. I'm being invaded by uh, my son Wallace <laughs> here. Um, this is my hey, Omicron, my hey, Omicron variant for the show. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, I just, I think we're going to see this co- happen again, and we shouldn't be making these decisions around the music industry based around. Those of us who are not vaccinated, and the you know decisions that have been made to allow this to happen, and that concerns me. Just going forward, that's where my anxiety comes in.
0: I see that that that, that makes sense. That's fair. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, if you think about the four nights, and and I know there's you know people going multiple nights. Obviously, most people, but if you think between the staff and the audience and the crew and the band, um, there's that's like a hundred thousand humans passing through MSG over the course of four days. It it seems a little bit, I mean, I get what Brian's saying. And like, but it would definitely, especially in the epicenter of where this is now, like you mentioned. Yeah. Like this would be a super spreader.
2: I mean I think that's probably what they were working, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Almost certainly would like you have you have hundred a hundred thousand people coming through over four days. Like in in the news the the really really poorly reported boston globe article about about vegas which was like one of the Mm -hmm. worst pieces of journalism i've ever seen um but that like i don't know if that factors into decision making like this but it's like people coming back and saying yeah i went to this fish show in vegas and no one was wearing a mask and i got covid like that's not really that's not very good for for fish or for any of us really you know so i don't know cautious caution I guess seems seems to me the prudent course. But to your point, Brian or Megan, I don't know if you have thoughts on this. Like, at what point do we like pivot to? This is a thing that's going to be around, and we just have to start to live with it. It seems like right now, at this exact moment, it's not the time. But but I don't know if that's early 2022 or when it is.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that's the way it's going to eventually happen is the, you know, the there are going to be more variants that come. They're going to be more contagious, but less severe. Right. And it's eventually going to just be something that we have to deal with. But I don't know. I mean, I think that it's probably because it is, New York is kind of the epicenter right now. And I agree. I, I don't think, I think the spike is going to be quick and doesn't seem like it's going to have a lot of hospitalizations, but who are we to say? And also I don't think FISH wants to be responsible for a lot of bad press and a lot of people getting sick i don't I don't think that that's where they want to be i would imagine
0: and 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 for i mean one thing I've learned throughout this pandemic or or it's been reinforced through dinner in a movie and through the conversations we've had with trey on alive again and through doing undermines like they the band and their team like they really really care about the fans I mean we kind of knew that totally absolutely. absolutely the longer this goes on and the longer fish is like a thing, the more I realize that this is like they view themselves as part of this community. And I think putting a bunch of people in danger, even if people are willing to, to, to do it, um, it's, it seems a little, it seems irresponsible, you know?
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, to and me, I, I, think I don't know.
0: To yeah. me, I don't know. Do you guys think it's irresponsible to, if, if, would you have seen it as irresponsible if it had gone on?
2: Selfishly, I just want to go so bad that I would have been like, it's fine. It's going to be fine. But that's probably just very selfish. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea what's irresponsible or not. Just like this whole pandemic, I never know what the right thing is to do. I, I don't know if anyone really does. So I think that erring on the side of caution is probably just what they're doing.
0: Brian, do you yeah. think that it's more that it's more up in the air now in terms of like life in the pandemic than it was like in early 2020? Or do you think it's this is still like a better place to be? in terms of mental state and anxiety and decision making
1: i think this is a better place to be because we have tools and you know there's an argument to be made about um this like two year collective process of lockdowns of life just completely feeling abnormal um and that that compounds upon itself. And that makes this period harder than the shock of it. I still think back personally, like that six week period between March 12th and like the end of April. I don't ever want to go back to that. Like that freaked me out on a, on a pretty heavy level. And, and it felt yeah. like this world that we'd gotten used to was just completely off of its axis. I think that, Us learning to live with this, being able to return to a sense of normalcy throughout the latter half of 2021, certainly it helped me. I can only speak for myself. I know certain people I've talked to, like they felt a sense of relief when they could go to a baseball game, they could go to a restaurant, they could go to a concert. And there was like a four-month period in time where it felt as though the pandemic was still here, cases were still rising, but if you got vaccinated, if you got boosted, Um, I guess even in some cases, if you didn't, but you still participated in those events and you didn't get sick, like you were able to re-engage with normal society. So I don't think it's as bad as that. I think it's a new bridge that we have to walk across. And, you know, if, if this, if Omicron behaves the way that we've seen it behave thus far, where it's this really intense build and then it, spikes it peaks and then it fades away it's going to create a lot of disruptions probably throughout this winter um but you'll probably see pockets of the country behave differently than other pockets of the country like there's probably a world in three or four weeks where new york city has live events resume because it's gone but another part of the country Has a lot of stuff either shut down or sees a rise in cases, potential hospitalizations based on vaccination rates, based on social distancing. I think the one thing that I'm most concerned about is it seems right now like the only thing shutting down is live music. Mm. A lot of restaurants are shutting down independently, but they're not shutting down collectively. Travel is at a high. Sports are still going on. So if we're still seeing pockets of like the entertainment world, if you will, exists, but live music goes away, that impacts the live music industry, but it doesn't impact the actual surge in the actual cases. And that confusion, I don't know how we go forward with that.
0: I think that's fair. I mean, you know, going to uh, the Eagles game the other night here in, in Philly against the Washington football team would have been different than going to MSG it's outside i mean it's still you're close to a lot of people and i'm sure that that will be the source of some cases but this was like even if this was if these were outdoor shows somewhere warm i like it would be a totally different totally outdoors is just
2: totally different yeah Yeah. outdoors is totally different i don't know
0: i don't know i think i think you're right brian but i guess at this point we have to like think about it in the long view right like the And and like the Save Our Stages Act and the things that people have been doing to try and keep independent music venues alive is is, you know, I I don't think it's worked completely, but it's helped. And I guess like taking the long view, like if it's a three to four week, two month thing or maybe in March things start again, like that's still that's still pretty good. Um, If more Americans were vaccinated, like we probably would be in a different situation. But I know that's not the point of this show.
2: No, but it it is a point. (laughs) Yeah. And we got summer tour. We got fall tour. I mean, I I feel like the fact that we had that and those were uninterrupted is pretty amazing. And I know I'll be thinking a lot about how grateful I am for those shows, particularly now that I'm not going to see them over New Year's.
1: Um, It speaks in a lot of cases to where we're at right now assume, let's assume we, we, we don't know where this is all going to go, but let's assume there is a summer where fish tours and perhaps they do uh, a, a similar tour to last year. I think it's going to continue to increase this, this desire to travel to shows that you have to kind of be there because you don't know, you know, we're seeing essentially, you know, we had the entirety of summer 2020 canceled. Now we've seen shows come back, but we see that there's, still the ability for these shows to be taken away from us. And I think that you're going to see a lot of people have a desire to just go to that show that they wouldn't have gone to yeah. in a standard touring year. I'll make the travel to Dix, or I'll go to SPAC or I'll go wherever because who knows, maybe if these shows happen, yes. who knows if the next shows are going to happen type of thing.
0: I guess, I mean, the, the good news is I have tickets to two fish shows in April. I think.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I saw someone posted. I didn't see who it was, but they said something that maybe these shows will be like the shoreline shows that were rescheduled um, from Tahoe. I love that. I love thinking that they would just bring it and um, absolutely kill these shows in April. I mean, an April MSG run never happened, right? So it'll be the first time. So that'll be something pretty cool.
1: The one thing I was just looking at the update on the website, it doesn't seem as though the website has the asterisk that these shows will only happen if the Knicks don't make the playoffs, which was on the notepad. just yeah. want to give a shout out to you, Darren. Thank you for giving me a much needed laugh today. The Knicks making the playoffs being the reason why Fish does or does not make MSG is one of the funniest things that this Bulls fan has. Uh, well,
0: about. that's, so you me. know, I, I agree. I think that's I think that's covering <laughs> covering all the bases just in case you never know. Um, I do have to say, you know, we all saw the picture of uh, Trey on stage w- during the sound check mm-hmm. or at Curveball. Like clearly, the band is is probably more disappointed than than anyone. I mean, or as disappointed totally. as as totally. fans are. So you know, I'm sure that they are heartbroken about not being able to do this, especially given like the past you know year and a half. So I hope Trey. Page, Mike, Fisherman. Hope you guys are doing okay.
2: I know yeah, we're thinking we about plan. you. It's hard to plan all of this. I'm sure they had something super awesome planned. And Trey was posting pictures, right, of getting his rig set up. And yeah, I'm. I know that they are probably more upset than we are. Maybe they love
0: playing music for us for sure. Which
2: yeah, is cool.
0: they do. Um, Brian, I don't want to hijack the the conversation, but I do have a question for you, please, which is. Will they do anything on New Year's Eve? And will they do what my friend Andy wants them to do and what we all want them to do, which is to play play the play the Big Cypress set? Will they do that? And and when they do, how awesome will it be?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would be really surprised if they don't have a if if they don't have like a dinner and a movie that's at least one night um waiting in the wings. Um I mean they could do the 95 dinner and movie again and i think everybody would be would be happy that was such an amazing uh for an amazing show last year big cypress um you know i feel like i've gotten to a point where where i almost feel like demanding some sort of a release of either video or audio so i'm just gonna like take a step back and say whatever the band wants to do man the band can do big cypress would be epic we all know it would be epic um but I've got to imagine there's there's reasons, either future financial reasons or quality control reasons why we have not seen mm. or heard official release from Big Cypress at this point in time.
2: Yeah, I've always wondered why it hasn't been an archival release. Maybe it's just taking too long to go through and make the audio what they want it to be.
0: In the in the in in its stead, you can listen to an amazing limited series about Big Cypress called "After Midnight" from Osiris Media, if you want to relive good. that event. 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 It's
1: a very very good five part so series good. that chronicles the making of and the delivery of the Big Cypress festival with I have Stasio offering personal thoughts on it that are amazing.
0: They are. I, I have to keep. I have to keep plugging osiris stuff sorry guys speaking of that have you guys seen my sweatshirt it's fucking awesome
1: (laughs) that is a great sweatshirt That is cool is (sighs) Is that That a daryl Norson design
0: it is our friend daryl Norson designed this they're they're available um brian what else do you what else do you want to talk about
1: um our good friend ben greenfield sent out a great tweet about eight minutes ago says, uh, I hope no one will ever make the mistake of doubting a screenshot from a notepad again. um, (laughs) (laughs) I just want to throw that out there. Um, All right. Let's. I want to I want to ask you guys a question and put you both on the spot here. We were going to talk about our wishes for Madison Square Garden for the New Year's Eve run. We're all feeling a little bit down for a variety of reasons. We're all feeling a little bit sad. Uh, I think everyone out there is feeling sad, and we all probably could use some good music. Um, One of my favorite episodes of the uh, Helping Friendly podcast came out in either March or April of 2020, and you guys all went around and named a jam that made you consistently happy. I want to ask you guys a show a full show that makes you consistently happy. This doesn't have to be the best show, just a show that you put on that is just like a great, great mood fish show for you. I have my answer. I can go first, but if you guys want to go for it, know, go it. for it.
2: I want to say, I want to my,
1: my it. pick is, is seven twenty five ninety nine 99 from deer Creek, which is a show that feels set list wise. Uh, like they're just kind of screwing around. They open up with meat. They go into my friend, my friend, which then fades into my left toe, which then goes into the first whipping post in like five years. We do a nice little makasupa diversion to celebrate Chris Corrodi's birthday. Uh there's like a great boogie on Reggae Woman. There's a cavern. It's just, it's one of my favorite first sets ever. And it just eternally has me beaming the whole time I listen to it. And then the second set, you've got long birds. You have a walk away. Uh, you have a, you enjoy myself an extended Susie Greenberg. It's just one of those shows that has great fish songs, has great fish jams. Um, nothing too dark, nothing too scary. They, they saved that for the, the previous two nights had the dark and scary jamming. It's just a great summertime, uh, show at one of the best sheds around the country.
0: You, you asked this question just so you could talk about that show.
1: I did. Yeah. <laughs> I no,
0: know, I know. I know you. I know I know you have work really, really smart. Uh, Megan, what do you have an answer? Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm actually going to pick a show from Deer Creek too, and it's June 19, 1995. It was my second fish show, and it was a magical day. It was just one of those like perfect summer days in Indiana, and we drove down from Michigan. And we met some boys at the gas station, and they let us follow them to where we were going to camp. And we just had the most incredible night. And it was the first time I'd ever seen fish outdoors. And it was just felt like everything I'd ever wanted in my whole life. And I think the show is, is great. It's got some really fun – it's like really perfect 1995 fish. It's got a really good theme from the bottom, really fun reba, great antelope good Bowie really good you enjoy myself fun possum and it encores with a day in the life which I know that Brian loves as an encore <laughs> I
1: love how you did that last episode of the series I love how you brought that
2: whole all thing all back full, so around I'm so glad yep.
1: yeah that's a that's a good summertime show I love
2: that yeah it's just a happy show
0: yeah my answer is the last one I saw no I'm just kidding um That is sort of my answer. No, (laughs) I would go to (laughs) Um,
2: 728.17. Just like
0: that. That was my first, I saw four, four? Baker's Dozen shows, I think. Yeah, four. And that was the first one I saw. And I mean, the Chalk Dust is still, it's probably my favorite jam of of the 3.0 era. It's so celebratory. I was there with like, five or six of my my oldest friends, like people I've known since elementary school. And it was just a, it was a great night. And that, that the Chalk Dust Torture, You Sexy Thing, Mercury, You Sexy Thing, Number Line is like, I just, it makes me so happy. And the Chocolate Rain opener, it's just like a, it's a fun, fun show and always, always works. Um, I would, that's probably the show I would choose to have like released on vinyl if I could choose any show besides Big mm. Cypress um i just think it's like i just think it's kind of a perfect show although in the midst of those other baker's dozen shows you know i don't know we should talk about the baker's dozen in more depth at some point soon but that's my that's my pick for now
1: it's a good one it uh that was my only fish show i've ever sat behind the stage and yeah you get that chocolate rain and then ass handed and fishmen (laughs) like pauses on the ass handed before the music comes in and like walk. Cause he, he stayed up where the mics were and the band had their instruments in hand. I just, I remember watching this from the back and there's like a, I don't know, 15, 20, 20 second pause because he's walking back to the drum set and the whole venue just like collectively swells. And it was my first Baker's dozen show. And I remember looking around and just being like, it looks like everybody has been hanging out here since last Friday. And everyone's just, <laughs> it looked like a slumber party or like summer camp. Everyone was just like hanging out in the venue. This is our home. And uh, then he, they go into the rocking part of ass handed. And uh, yeah, that show was super fun. That was an incredible show. Um. Brian have you had
0: to this is this is your question from earlier today so I want to give you credit but have you had to cancel fish plans curveball Mm. doesn't count but like things that actually ended up (laughs) happening
1: I had to cancel dicks 2016 like two days beforehand I was going out solo and uh we had some crazy stuff happen at home and I had to cancel and I remember it it was the same sort of thing where I, like i knew like 4 hours beforehand like i'm going to have to cancel and whereas like you know all of my friends think i'm still going to see fish hey kids
2: mm. hi
0: <laughs> sorry we're just saying hi these are the twins cassidy hey, and franklin hi
1: hey guys
0: that's franklin that's cassidy
1: what's your name
2: i'm megan um,
0: her name is That's Megan. Meg. She can't, you, can't, you can't hear them, but her name is Megan and his name is Brian. You've actually met Brian before, but you probably don't remember. You guys
1: were very, very little. Hi, Brian. Hi, Hi Casty. How are you? <laughs> Thank you so for bringing me a beer. That was
0: so kind of you. Um, okay. See you guys soon. Who Sorry, made Brian. Who this for? Uh, you made that card <laughs> for me.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but I remember... Like the one thing that sticks out, was the only good part about this whole cancellation process was I posted the tickets on cash or trade. And it was a three night pass face value, like two nights before oh, Dick's happened.
2: One was so happy.
1: I immediately got like my inbox almost exploded. I got like mm-hmm. 350 emails like that. And I just picked the first one and I wrote to the person and I said, I just need to know that you're the person that's going to take these tickets. And I explained what happened and like, this is why I cannot go. I just need you to go and I need you to bring good vibes for me, for everything going on here. And it was the only like redeeming good aspect of the entire thing. But that was the one time I've had to cancel uh, in, in this manner. Obviously this did not impact the entire community, but you know, you have to cancel and you're like, man, this, this is everything. Has, Has that ever happened to you guys?
2: Um, I've never had to cancel a show, but I did find out I was pregnant two days before I saw a show in 2009. And it was my first show back since 1999. And I was so excited about the show at Jones Beach. And I found out like two days before. And I went and I was, you know, it was fine um, to be pregnant at a fish show. It's fine. Um, 2000 fish nine, uh, 2009 fish. It's fine. Um, but I brought my husband to his first show and he like loved the lot so much and was having like the best time out there and he was like, this place is awesome like I can eat, I can drink, there's like great beer. He was having a blast and then we went into the show and didn't know that it's like a dry venue. And so then he found out that he was gonna be not able to have any more beer for the rest <laughs> of the evening. And then it started pouring rain and it was a cold, dreary early June rain and it was just, I was pregnant. He was getting more sober by the minute. It was just one of those nights where it was like time turns elastic (laughs) was really long. You know, it was just one of those nights. But, um, so that's kind of my, my only night when I really didn't go the distance with my fish show.
1: How about you RJ?
0: I don't, I mean, (sighs) I don't, I can't remember anything where I was like, you know, going to go and then couldn't. Although I would say the New Year's 2019 run was something I was like, all right, I, I have to, I had gone to like all the 2017 run, all four shows when we had a one-year-old twins, which was a bad, I mean, I did it, so I guess <laughs> it wasn't a bad idea, but in like 2018, I always go to two shows, you know, on, on in the new year's run in 2019, I was like, I'm just going to skip it because we are going to Mexico and then I'll see some shows in 2020. And so that would probably be my, you know, regret, but it's interesting. I feel like the, the, like, I'm definitely going to these shows, and then I had I, I can't go anymore has happened. But now I can't remember any of them, and now I regret asking the question because I don't have a good answer. So,
2: <laughs> which two shows do you always go to in the New Year's run? Do you go to the same same two nights every time? I
0: usually I usually go to the 29th and 30th, almost always. Like I've been to more 29th and 30th than than any other. I don't think I've ever been to a 1228 show, um, but I've definitely been to like some January 1st shows, um, mm-hmm. and only one New Year's show. Which was the the um, Soul Planet. Soul Planet New Year's. <laughs> Which was crazy. I've only been to
2: like two New Year's shows too. I always go to the thirtieth and the 29th and sometimes the first two. The thirty first is staying my up favorite.
0: that late is hard. It's hard. It's really hard. It's really hard. <laughs> I think that's a lot of thing. work.
2: Well the thirtieth is the best night anyway. As we've um, discussed true. at
1: length. We've discussed this at, length, at we, length. We've laid out where the band's mindset is on the 28th, 29th, 30th, and 31st. And the first. You we, know? Have to, we have. have um,
0: but but I will say that we we got Megan to be, I think, a 12-29-94 Bowie convert.
2: Totally. 100%. Which is, which is
0: totally worth the exercise just to get one it more works. person to be like, wow, that was amazing.
2: It's <laughs> true.
1: <laughs> so looking ahead now, we have... Um, these four shows are not going to happen as currently scheduled. Um, we will have as currently scheduled four nights in Mexico, hoping that those happen in February, followed by four nights in mid April. So we have eight shows to look forward to. Um, I guess this is I can't think of any time that this has happened in fish's history since maybe the eighties where the final shows of the year are Halloween and then they'll pick back up in the late winter, early spring. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on how this is going to affect, like, do you think that we're going to hear a completely different band in Mexico? Whereas we would have heard like a transition to transition style next step here in New York. Like, how do you think that this impacts them going forward?
0: I mean I'm just really I'm just really excited to go to, that I'm going to Mexico. <laughs> like that's like nice. it helps make this it helps makes this like a little less sad. Um you know they'll obviously be practicing. They they knowing Trey he'll probably be like writing a bunch of new music. I mean there there's there's a lot that could happen between now and then. I mean it's it's really um I think it's exciting that and they'll they'll webcast the shows, right? And those will be the first shows since Halloween. Um yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm I'm really excited for that. And it's not that far away. So that's cool. I don't know, Megan. You might have more of an articulate thought
2: than I do. <laughs> Doubt it. Um I've been hosting 14 people at my house for the last few days, so I don't have wow. much articulation left at all. Um, I mean, <laughs> I I thought they were gonna absolutely kill this New Year's Eve run. I thought it was just gonna be absolutely incredible so I'm sure that Mexico will have even more pent-up excitement and you know anticipation from the band I mean anytime I feel like that Trey really wants to play and has been held back he's he's you know he goes out with a vengeance and I think that Mexico is probably going to be pretty unbelievable um and I hope it is for everyone that's there I won't be there and that's fine um but I'm wondering you know when they're going to announce summer if if you know, they're going to do a bigger summer tour because, you know, they've had these cancellations. I don't know. I'm curious as to to what their plans are going to be.
0: Yeah. Brian, do you think that there's going to be, well, answer the question you asked, but can you, can I add something onto that, which is, do you think there's going to be a tour built around the MSG shows or do you think it's going to be a four night run on its own?
1: I would assume just a four night run. I think it's probably the safest option right now um i think seeing where omicron goes assuming mexico is able to happen um you know you would hope that wherever we're spooked by this variant it will increase vaccination rates that um you know we're we're in a very different position come march than we are right now um and that at that point, we can look towards summer as something that's more sustainable. Like you said, RJ, uh, you know, sporting events are being held outside right now, clearly a safer environment than inside of an arena. The reality is the majority, and I'm guessing they wouldn't look at any indoor venues if they were planning out a summer tour. So trying to do something over the summer would seem more logical to me uh, just based on the unknowns right now than building something around MSG. That said, can, if there's like just, three, yeah, go ahead.
0: I just want to interject. I think that they're, they're going to be planning summer tour like immediately, right? They typically, I would announce think so. They and,
2: usually announce, yeah, pretty early. So,
0: so I think that that'll happen before Mexico, probably.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You would you would assume, yeah, yeah, which
0: is wild. Anyway, sorry to interrupt, Brian.
1: No, no, no. I think that's that's it. I mean, I, I would hope, um, uh, I would hope we'd see a summer tour that kind of goes in the same sort of length and and kind of breadth of the country as uh, as we've seen here i think the only thing that we may need would be a deeper northeastern run we haven't really seen a big northeastern run now in two years and now with msg mm-hmm. being put off atlantic city is really the only shows that we saw in the true and some people would say that that's not the northeast so who knows but like you know spack great woods Finger Camden. Lakes, these ven- Camden, these venues that like kind of pop Finger Lakes. Wow. They did it a couple of times in That's 3.0. Awesome. It'd be great. I love it. You
0: know? I love it.
2: If I think they're right. going to do a super robust summer tour because I think the outdoor venues are just reliable as far as being safe during COVID. So I think they're, I think I can imagine them doing super, super big summer tour.
1: It'd be cool if they did something similar to what they were doing in like early 3.0, where they do a June run, take a little bit of a break Mm -hmm. and do an August run and end at Dick's where they can really see both sides of the country and gives them a little bit of breathing room in case there's any need for cancellations or delays.
0: Megan, when you just said like during COVID, like it just keeps bringing me back to like, and sorry to bring this make this sad but or whatever but like we're all gonna get we're all gonna get covid in the next like three months it seems like that's like a thing i mean unless you like are a serious recluse it seems like it yeah with kids and you're you're around kids all day megan not that i hope that you do get it because i don't i hope you don't get it (laughs) but it seems like we're all gonna get it and then like what's the next thing there's like other ones and they get through the greek alphabet and then it's like tornado names or whatever i mean is this, does this go on forever? And, and especially as it relates to live music, do we get to like get back to live music as, as we knew it before at any point in the next like two years?
2: I saw like a headline, which, you know, that's pretty much how I read the news is just by the headlines. Uh, <laughs> from the economist. The yeah, exactly. From the economist. And it was saying like that, like this ends in 2022 because like eventually everyone's going to be exposed to the variant and the variants as they mutate, they become, you know, more contagious, less severe, and that's you know what happened. Why we get the flu shot every year, right? Because the Spanish flu pandemic, and I think that's what's going to happen, and hopefully it will happen sooner than later, because this is just horrible. It's so sad. It's
0: annoying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If I if I'm going to put on my amateur epidemiology hat once again, Let's do it, um, doctor, for this segment of the show. Uh, I have I so get... many
0: text chains of those of, of <laughs> totally... experts Who are my <laughs> friends who are like you know political consultants. Know everything. And yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I want to just give a big shout out to uh there there are three specific text chains. I won't name names, but uh they they've heard my aggressive stance in favor of these MSG mm. shows based on the facts that I have at hand and that researchers have told me through headlines. Um no, but putting <laughs> that <laughs> putting that back on the 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 thing that seems to make sense to me from what I've what I've been hearing is that um We will see waves of this over the next two to three years that will be lower and lower than what we've seen in years past, both in severity and then ultimately in cases. But because it's a respiratory virus, there will be more waves than what we would have expected from like a flu. And so Uh we should anticipate uncertainty, upheavals, cancellations being diminished um between now and 2025 but like at some point in the next 3 years this will just kind of cycle through like a cold like the flu does but that we will continue to see waves because of the nature of the virus um that said you know it's interesting to think about the differences between this variant and delta in terms of severity and in terms of contagiousness and in terms of cases and to think that like for all intents and purposes, life was basically normal in August and mm-hmm. we'll probably continue to go through waves of like COVID's in the background and then it becomes in the foreground. And is this something that warrants cancellations perhaps not next year? Perhaps it does. We, we don't exactly know, but um, I think that unless we see a variant that comes along that completely evades vaccines, it's just going to be two steps forward into normalcy, one step backwards, two steps forward, one step back. And, um, you know, I think it's just adjusting to that normal as we, as we kind of continue to evolve.
0: I mean, you remember, remember when people are having like COVID parties where it was like, let's just all get together and like, (laughs) because immunity is a natural immunity is the thing, which it isn't, I don't think, um, that that would basically be what this MSG run would be. It would be like, like I was kind of like, all right, I'll go and I'll get Omicron and I'll bring it home and then my whole family will get it. And then like, maybe it'll be over in a week. But if that happened thousands of times, like that's really bad. So I'm glad they didn't do that. But like, it's going to kind of rage through the US, right? And then like you're Seems saying, right? Brian, maybe come, come a different wave comes and... It's really intense Megan what's it like in the in the school world at this moment
2: yeah I mean we're kind of wondering what we're going to go back to after break like we go back on the third um my school tests weekly so we'll be testing actually we have a remote day when we go back on Monday so everyone's dropping off tests um and coming back on Tuesday so um we'll have to see you know but it's it's very it's spreading very quickly in New York right now. Like it's definitely more intense than I had seen it before ever. Can you um,
0: can you elaborate on the dropping off test thing? Like how that works? Yeah.
2: So everybody's dropping off a test between eight and eleven a.m. on Monday, and then they'll get taken to the lab at eleven, and then processed, wow. and then they'll tell you if you can or can't come to school on Tuesday. Yeah. Wow. So it's wow. pretty um, it's pretty crazy, but I think they're doing that to try to avoid going remote. So I don't know. That's, you know, that's just, we're lucky our school can do that and we'll see what happens, but it's not looking good for going back. But I think the school's been really adamant about trying to stay in person because it just is not good for kids to be home from school or, or parents' mental health.
0: Yeah. No, definitely not good for me. (laughs) You know, what's so interesting, (laughs) Megan, you, you get this more than anyone. Like if, sorry, this is such a diversion and this is not a a parenting podcast, but um, if, (laughs) if my child gets exposed to someone in elementary school in school, it doesn't count as a close contact because they're following all the procedures of masking and Mm -hmm. distancing, which then, then it leads me to be like, so why, if you do have it, why don't you just go to school? I understand why you can't, but like the logical chain of it all is sort of like, I understand why it's confusing to parents to be like, why are we doing this? Which is like, if your kid has it, they can't come to school. But if they get it in school, like nobody else needs to worry about it because we're following all these precautions. (laughs) It's sort of a convoluted thing that personally is like, in my mind, like why Democrats are not like able to win this kind of battle because it's like, we're going to make you go through all these steps, which like actually aren't (laughs) don't matter, but like, we're going to do it anyway. I don't know. How do we, how do we like get out of it. I don't know. I don't know. It's like a cycle you get into.
2: Yeah. But it's just this sense of like, you're trying to help other people. And that I think is what we're like, we've lost in this world. It's not really about you. Like if your child has it, or if you have it, maybe they're not going to spread it to someone because they have a mask. But like, what if they do? Like, you should keep them home to make sure that you don't get anybody else sick. I feel like, you know, we were talking about this actually offline with Jonathan, Brian, the other day about how, like, we're all in this together is really the most important line in bathtub gin. And, like, we are. We're all in this together. Like, we do whatever we can for other people, not because it helps us, not because we don't get it. Like, I'm not going to get sick from COVID. I've got my booster. I've got a vaccine. I'm healthy. But I don't want to get other people sick. And I feel like that's what we've lost in this world. And that makes me really sad.
1: (laughs) I agree with both of you. And if we want to take this into a direction of why the Democrats can't win this battle, um, I'm, all, I'm all for <laughs> hour two of this podcast being a, a, a steep dive in that. Then
2: we'll really I, lose I, listeners quickly.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I next hour is the 538 Fish podcast. Um, I, <laughs>
2: Everyone's like, click off.
1: Yep. <laughs> I don't want to get too morose, um, but to both of your points, the one challenge of this pandemic has been is that it's serious enough that it really, really impacts people. And it, and it, um, it really affects the way we live, but it is not serious enough that there are loopholes that can be found Mm -hmm. to live outside of it. You know, um, and I'm not wishing in any way that this has been more serious. I think it has been a a huge upheaval in our overall way of life. And as we're talking about on this show, that was supposed to be a um, useless prediction show to say what we think and hope the band will play over four nights is now completely changed because this virus continues to rear its ugly head. But um, you know, it's, we, we have the same protocols that, make sense sometimes and also don't make sense in terms of our kids at school. And we're, we're seeing studies come out that say, should they be wearing masks? Are they really cutting down on transmission? Are they increasing emotional anxiety amongst you know young kids? I don't know. There's a lot of information, misinformation, disinformation out there that makes the entire process really uh, convoluted and difficult to navigate as a parent um, with your kid in school, which is supposed to just be this place that they go to. They learn, they're safe, and you get to continue working and making money and paying bills and buying, you know, them food and, uh, you know, playing Santa. I hope that there are no kids watching, but, you know... um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know it's it's tough and I think it's it ultimately comes down to the nature of this virus has been that it's been devastating enough but it has not been devastating to a point that it Mm -hmm. shocks our current system into uh doing the right thing together and doing the right thing together yeah
2: yeah like polio or something
0: I just want to tell you guys that while we were talking I just got an email about Mexico and it's like a you what know, it set up your set up your guest dashboard and get ready for Mexico. So maybe they did they timed that to be like <laughs> get get excited about this. But and I'm sorry to say that to people who want to go to Mexico and can't. But Brian,
1: I, re- I really love thinking about the staff member at Fish Inc. who had to send one email followed by another email. Totally.
0: <laughs> but CID now is like you know I, I, I guess well anyway. Brian, yeah. is 2022 the year of when the festival returns?
1: I don't think so.
2: Too much uncertainty. I think,
1: it'd be, I think it'd be such a huge risk on their behalf, and if they got curveballed again, you know, at least MSG, there's logistics in place, and it's a, it's not their venue. You know, they're setting up their own little city at a festival, and everything. I mean, I'm sure that there's. One thing we're not talking about is there's probably people who are out of work now as a result of New Year's Eve not happening who were supposed to be a part of the larger gag. Um, and that's mm. you know, that's another aspect of all of this. But like that, beyond itself, like the festival, there's so much to set up. I, I would personally think it would be a massive risk to try to do a festival until we're past this.
2: Yeah, Let's I don't think guys. Trey can handle that emotionally. I think curveball was really hard. Um, I, I mean, I'm desperate for the festival to come back, but I don't think it would be this year. Maybe next year.
0: Shit. All right. Uh, well, what about, like, good news? What is it?
2: The good news is the next time Fish plays, it's going to be sick. That's good news.
1: <laughs> if we've learned anything from this, it's that the challenges of this seem to inspire them. And if we think about the last couple of years, Curveball getting canceled... They came out and played one of the best shows of 2018, the first night of Dick's that year. It was just an outstanding... I I walked out exhausted. I almost couldn't go to the next two shows because it was just one of those shows that was just like so much music and so much incredible music cascading down on us. Um, We think about this summer tour, this fall tour, the trade tour. All of these challenges along the way have seemed to only push them to say, we have no idea if we can play another show again. So this night... Everything is off the table and we will do whatever we want to do. Um, and we will, you know, try to make this as monumental of a show as possible. Uh, to me, the Carini encore from San Francisco kind of summarizes all of that. Like, we're just going to play a 20 minute epic jam in the encore because why not? So, yeah, I agree with you that the good news is the next time they do get to play should be a stunning performance.
2: Yeah. And I was going through like what I thought they were going to do on New Year's Eve. And the amount of new music and things that they have that they haven't showcased yet or haven't taken for a walk yet or haven't been able to jam yet, it's long. So it's exciting to see what they're going to be doing next.
0: Well, is anything going to happen on New Year's Eve? Just to go back to the question I've already asked.
2: They're definitely going to stream something.
0: They
1: have to. Yeah, something They have great. to. Yeah. They'll do something yep. great. They'll pick something they super great. To, right? yeah. They have yeah. to. They'll do like Dan a 1.0. To. They have
2: to. They have They'll do to. something awesome. <laughs> yeah.
0: Brian, maybe could we end with the our our favorite moment of Fish 2021?
1: Yeah, we can do that. Mm. What do you got?
0: <sighs> Shit. Um <laughs>
2: I know, not again.
0: That. You and I were together at uh at San Francisco, that that Karini encore. I mean, that was that show was so so great. Um, wow, that San Francisco like an show answer? was, was no, you got it, you got it. That, that's no. it, that's it. That's
1: all.
2: the San Francisco show is your answer, yeah. I mean, I feel like I just have to go with a moment that I was there for. Um, I think that one of my favorite moments of 2020 and fish was being in Atlantic city on the third night. I wasn't supposed to be there. I just drove five hours to be there and to meet up with a random friend that I'd met once. And we just ended up having the most incredible night. And I think being outside on the beach, listening to fish, knowing that I was going to close out my summer this way, it was just, it was magical. And I was really happy to be there.
1: All these are great answers and I have like 17 that are going around in my head of like the, by the way, Brian, (laughs) before you
0: answer, I've heard you say on this particular show that X show is one of your top five fish shows of all time. And I feel like you've said more than five. So potentially I want to know off the top of your head, do you have your top five fish shows of all time that you've seen category? I'm not going to go in in order. order of
1: one to five, but, but, but I have, but these are the five. Um, okay. Chula Vista, 2021. Hmm. San Francisco, 2021. Uh, Dick's Night 3, 2021. Three of the five happened this year, which was just- yeah. I mean, incredible. that's
2: amazing, right?
1: Um,
0: so far, this checks out.
1: 12.30, 2016, um, hmm. which was my makeup show for for having to sell those Dick's 2016 tickets and is still uh, the only time I've ever like truly balled at a fish show. Uh, and then- um, August thirty first, August thirty first, twenty twelve. The fuck your face show from from Dicks. Those those are the five. There are other excellent ones. Baker's dozen shows, Magnaball, Ball. But those are the five that are like my my consistent top five. Okay, which are not from the nineteen nineties. For anyone out there keeping notes, uh, I, I did not see fish in the seventies.
0: Okay, sorry to interrupt, but I wanted to I wanted to check check on that. But it it turns out that just it was that three of them happened this year, which is so awesome.
2: I mean that just shows like where fish is right now. Like that's amazing.
1: Yeah, my favorite moment from this year, I I was thinking about this, like I have a lot of like small moments. Like there was I I didn't listen to the second night of Alpharetta live, and then I got a text from a close friend who's very fish skeptic. It was like, I'm 24 minutes into the tweezer and I have no idea what's happening. And it was kind of like a trigger for me of like, okay, it's not just me. Fish is playing really, really well out the gates. But I think it comes down to the the catapult from Dick's night three, um, which RJ, we were together. We had a, I had a bunch of friends out in Denver for that. Uh, a bunch of the Osiris crew was there. We had really good seats, just side of the stage, page side, a couple rows up. It had been an incredible show already And i've been chasing catapult since my second fish show I saw it come out of down with disease on 7 2003 and I always wanted to catch it. There were Moments throughout the last 20 years where I thought I heard it And then it wasn't it, you know, it's a song that's played like once every 150 to 200 shows And they play this amazing version of simple it goes into this hypnotic jam and then suddenly Trey and Mike are singing "Catapult," and I kind of lost my mind for you know a few seconds there. It was incredible,
0: amazing. I, I flew to Colorado for that show.
1: That's so you flew awesome for that one show. Yeah,
0: because you guys were like Commitment. You you have to be there for this event before the show, and I'm like, well, Brian said I have to be there, so you know. Who am I for you? <laughs>
1: Really you flew co- cross country for two very good fish shows that, and then San Francisco night. Yeah, I mean, you you so made great. some really good travel decisions this year.
0: Both with you, both with you, Brian, which is which is so great. Um, Brian, are we coming back this year, or because of the? I need. I mean, I guess this should be discussed off air, but because the shows aren't happening, are we going to do another show before the end of the year, or is this is this is this twenty twenty one?
1: I think that if. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to hold you both to this. If they announce some dinner and a movies or a dinner and a movie, we should do a pre-show dinner and a movie uh, yes. uh, Web webcast to That'd be talk awesome. through the era that we're going to hear the show from, talk through what's going to happen, what we're anticipating, what our memories are. So we will book that once we get word. Uh, Chess move is on yours now, Fish. Uh, if, if, if people want to watch us talk about you guys, you guys got to announce some, some dinner and the movies.
2: Turns out I'm available now, so
1: (laughs) not doing anything
2: on these these New Year's runs now. Turns out
1: I just got a text from a friend who is going to the shows that says, "Change of plans. I will not be getting COVID, (laughs) and I will not be having a blast."
2: That That sums sums it it up up right there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just I want to say, in case we don't talk again, Megan, thank you so much for joining the team. It's really like giving us a great. Great perspective and a good, like kickstart to our, to our fish, fish discussion.
2: Thanks RJ. I love being here with you guys.
0: It's really awesome.
1: It's been awesome. Before we go, um, we should probably remind people about our presenting sponsors and thank them for allowing us the last four-ish weeks where we've been able to talk about fish, talk about fish history Uh, we got to talk with Brian Harding about his fantastic book, film 1.0, uh, check the show notes from the December 14th episode to pre-order his book that has incredible film pictures that have now been digitized of the 1.0 fish scene. Just amazing conversation. Um, but I will tell you all first and foremost about shift genuine cannabis, our presenting sponsor, the sponsor that brought HF pod back. It was a closed shop. We 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 had to clear the cobwebs out, and they brought us back. It was amazing. We got to travel to Telluride, meet the crew out there, tour the grow, talk to their scientists, sing some karaoke. It was all unbelievable. They are great people to work with, and um, we thank them so much. Uh, HF Pot on tour is presented by Shift Genuine Cannabis, based and sold here in Colorado. Where we have not yet seen a spike in the Omicron variant. Yet. <laughs> shift sells flowers, pre rolls, cartridges. Not going to Really? They sell flowers, pre rolls, cartridges, and concentrates. Please visit shiftcannabis.com to learn more and come hang here in Colorado and enjoy some shift with me.
2: We also want to remind you about our sponsor, Section 119, named after the famous section in MSG. So we can all be there in April, toasting Section 119. And right now they're running their biggest promo ever. You can score up to 30% off for the holidays. So visit section 119.com to check them out. You can find cool gifts for your wife, your husband, your brother, your dad. You can get Brian a second robe. You can get RJ a robe. You can get (laughs) Jonathan a donut hoodie. You can get my dog Reba a dog collar. Or you can treat yourself. So section119.com.
0: So I will say I just want to add to what you said Megan if if people are looking for gifts for anyone who is a fan you can also get a digital gift card from section 119 which is actually a really great idea oh, nice. and I, I, I might get one for myself um, but you can get some <laughs> get it for someone and then they can choose one of these amazing things between the dead the donut the pink floyd David Bowie, the Jazz Collection, there's a JGB section, including a hoodie and a Henley, and I want to buy all the stuff um, from them, so I I just wanted to throw that in there. Gift card. They
2: have really nice stuff.
0: It's better than, like, an Amazon gift card. Way better. Right. Um, The last thing, just in terms of sponsors, which is not a sponsor, but if you want to get some amazing Osiris merch, go to OsirisPod.com and you'll see the merch link. You can get this particular sweatshirt, which I wear- often. Um, it's really great.
2: Um, RJ, you should know my sister-in-law bought me some Osiris hoodie for the holidays. It's on route. Are you serious? So I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. That's pretty cool.
0: It wow. That's cool. That's great. So it's not just the Osiris team who has Osiris merch, oh. which is nice. <laughs> um, Brian, can I say one more thing? You can that say anything. Our friend Joshua from um, Passion House Coffee heard us mentioned Passion Pe- House Coffee a couple of weeks ago and sent me a great note. And um, we're sending some Passion House Coffee to some of our partners and some of our, our the people within the Osiris sort of universe. And um, if you want amazing coffee and you want to ship amazing coffee to people as a gift, go to Passion House Coffee. It's it's really great stuff. And uh, the team is great. And Joshua, the founder, is, is a huge Fish fan and um, a fan of ours. And hey, Joshua, I um, just want to say that. Thank you.
1: I got some Passion House coffee in the mail the other day and it just like, it, it reignited my coffee machine in the best way. The, the smell throughout the house is fantastic. Um, I got Buenos Tardes Amigos, which is a great, great blend. Uh, awesome stuff. Um, I also think that we should shout out our good friends at Sunset Lake CBD. It's a farmer owned business that ships CBD products directly from their farm to your door. How convenient. It's amazing how the American postal system worked when it works, you know, their farm to your door for years, they were a Vermont dairy farm producing milk for Ben and Jerry's ice cream. But in 2018, they diversified. They started growing hemp for CBD. There's a product for everyone here. Okay. Everyone pre-rolls, hemp cigars, hemp flowers, tinctures, gummies, and CBD coffee crafted to help with stress aches, and pains. What Megan was describing at the beginning of this episode. Sadness. Uh, (laughs) What was the second one?
2: I think I was upset.
1: You were upset and And anxious. anxious.
2: Yeah, I needed some CBD. CBD. I needed some Sunset Lake CBD. It's
1: here for you. Sunset Lake saves you money by shipping high quality CBD products directly from their farm to your door. Again, their farm, your door. Visit sunsetlakecbd.com, use the promo code HFpod, 20% off your purchase. Again, that's sunsetlakecbd.com, promo code HFpod. I think we've done it. I'm sad, but I feel better after talking to you guys. This was a great uh this was a great uh, you know, Sitting down, getting our feelings out, getting our thoughts out about what's gonna come in the future. We have no idea is what it really comes down to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Coming to us for specific knowledge is it's a bad idea. <laughs>
2: <I> <laughs> but do if feel you better want too. funny
0: banter, it works. Yeah. I'm glad you feel better, Megan.
2: I feel a little bit better.
0: Um, Brian, before we let people go, I can't I can't let people go without saying thank you to you who have you've spearheaded the revival of HF pod since June or so when we started planning this and we wouldn't be able to do any of this without you. So thank you, Brian, for bringing back this show that I started a long time ago and and wouldn't be able to do in in any sense without you. So thank you, Brian.
1: You're welcome. Thank you. It's been a great opportunity and it's been so much fun to talk about fish with both you, with Megan, with John, with so many of our listeners over the last couple of months. And uh, I hope that we have a chance to keep doing this going forward cause it's a ton of fun. And, yeah. um, if nothing else, we assuming we're going to see a dinner movie, we should be back to, uh, do some chat about that before we close out this wild and crazy 2021. What do you hear, man?
2: What uh, a year. Just never know. <laughs> just don't know anymore.
1: Uh, well, you guys have yourself a wonderful Christmas. Um, Megan, I hope that you're able to survive the 14 people that have invaded your house and are eating your you. food and are, um, probably keeping you up late and forcing you to clean and all that sort of fun stuff. And RJ, I hope that uh, you're able to survive the twins.
0: (laughs) Thank you.
2: Yeah. Maybe they count for 14 people. Do they like equal the same?
0: (laughs) Um, It's definitely more than one or two. It's, it's, there's a compounding (laughs) factor for sure. But Megan, it sounds like you have a house full of people, so I hope you have fun and I hope everyone. uh, Yes. It's
2: super
1: fun. Good holiday. It is fun. Thanks. Happy holidays, everyone out there. Uh, Sorry about the bummer news today, but um, be well. And there will be fish in the future. And like Megan said so well, when they come back, they are going to come back on a mission. And it's going to be great. Hope everyone stays safe, stays healthy. We will see you here soon.
2: Bye, everyone.
1: Bye. Jeremiah Freitz from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effie Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective, the only podcast you crank up to 11. Hello
0: out there. Yes, hello out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together, we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreets magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimbut the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform. And we hope to see you further on up the
1: road. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you.